0: John, great chat with Jamie Elvidge, a uh, motorcycle journalist uh, who was uh, re- who wrote a beautiful and interesting story about uh, Ewan and Charlie uh, mm-hmm. on their journey from Argentina to Los Angeles on...
1: Live bi- Wires. Live
0: Wires. That was fun. Yeah, fantastic. It's a, it's a
1: great article, and uh, we'll link up on this podcast if you want to read the article, but very exciting. I can't wait to watch Long Way Up,
0: Long way up, that's right. Not
1: long way round.
0: That's correct.
1: Yes. Thank you for the correction, Mark. Welcome to the Behind the Bars podcast, where we discuss all things motorcycles, memories, and mayhem. Oh, this is awesome. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Let's get this thing started. Here's John and Mark. Okay, on the line with us today is Jamie Elvidge is a longtime motorcycle journalist uh, testing a full range of motorcyclists but wrote a fantastic article on uh, Charlie Borman and Ewan McGregor riding on live wires. Welcome, Jamie. How are you?
2: I'm doing well, John. Thanks.
0: Welcome, Jamie.
1: Hey, yeah. Mark. Mark chimes in. Thank you, Mark. So, Jamie, you wrote this fantastic article. It's been all over the internet. Uh, you know, and, 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 so we reached out to you and said, Hey, we, we need to talk about this. And you said, well, I wasn't there, but, uh, that's okay because it seems like you have a lot of inside scoop on what's going on here. Um, I'd like to get right into that. I mean, what, what, what information, how did you learn about the, uh, folks from long way round who Mark already sort of attacked me when I said long way round? Cause he said, it's not long way round. What is it, Jamie?
2: The newest show is Long Way Up. So their original show is Long Way Around.
0: Thank Alex you, Jamie. All the
2: way, you know, around circumnavigated the globe, and then they did Long Way Down from Europe to Africa, South Africa. So they are now they've come up from Ischua in Argentina all the way to Los
0: Angeles. So let the record show that right off the bat, I was correct. You're that correct. The show has a couple of different iterations
1: it does all
0: right fair enough so
1: so long way up up i got it thank you jamie for making me feel like an ass (laughs) you could have been a little more (laughs) diplomatic in that but uh either way so so how'd you get into this how'd you obviously you're following everything motorcycle but uh you've been following this from the start did you get inside information that they had acquired live wires what fill us in
2: been watching from the start. Um, I'd originally done a similar news story when we saw some photos that were out on social media that showed the live wires arriving in Argentina in crates, and that was back in September. So we saw the the live wires arrive, and some Rivians people had posted pictures. You know, because when they see Charlie and Ewan, they just go crazy and take bunches of pictures, and everybody posts them online. So that's how we've been following the whole thing. But, so we knew then that they had chosen the Livewire. The whole concept for the Long Way Up uh, new show was already in the works. We knew that, and we thought they were gonna choose either Moto Gu- Guzzi, the new V85, or stick with BMW, because they've always ridden the, the Big Adventure GS. So when we saw the um, the posting with those those motorcycles there and the other e-vehicles and all the support vehicles, we knew, and so we just lit the internet up with that, and. You know all along the way we've been uh finding people that have met them along the way and we've seen kind of how they're dealing with charging and you know all these smiling photos with locals all through south america central america and up through mexico just with our minds blown that these guys rode into town
1: so how are they dealing with charging
2: well you know they had some battery banks that they brought they bought a brought a big sprinter van so they've also had to charge the big rivian truck so it's not as simple as the three or four live wires they had. So we've heard and seen photos of them actually charging using locals' electricity and even generators from locals that were so off the grid they didn't have they didn't have power. So, so you know, they, sh- along the way, they have these battery banks that look like the size of a microwave oven, and they can take them right out of the Sprinter and they can charge the trucks and charge the the bikes on the way. But they had to get pretty creative in some places.
1: So having watched these guys uh, previously on on their shows, uh, I would presume that that in itself is creating quite a story, uh, um, both both probably dramatic and comical, where they where they have to stay put essentially for a certain amount of time with locals um, and engage them, and that's gonna that's gonna be a story in itself. Just kind of the time the community feel that they that was introduced by them having to, uh, they couldn't just pull into a gas station and sleep in the, on the side of the road. They're going to have to engage people along their uh, along their ride.
2: That's a great point, absolutely. And those guys are just, they have such great charisma, and I know that there's going to be a lot of fun scenes where they're just dealing with how to get to the next place. And it's just funny that the, the motorcycle world in general has been so offended from the start, when we first published the first piece about them choosing the live wire, people are just up in arms about it, and you know a lot of those people are, you know, they're really hardcore adventure riding guys. Because kind of the the backstory a little bit is that when Ewan, even, you even, 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 when the guys went from uh, in the first Long Way Round, that started off the whole adventure bike craze. Like that was not a thing, you know, and I'm sure you guys know. I'm motorcycling now. The adventure bike market. Of actually riding these bikes that are made to go on and off road, on it was born
1: from that series. Well, it's it's so inspirational, so, okay, okay. right? I mean, when you watch Long Way Round, you're you you're thinking in your head, uh, I want one of those motorcycles, and I wanna I wanna go on an adventure. Maybe you're kind of thinking in your head, you want to do something similar to them, but it, uh, that would be pushing the envelope a bit. But it, but they're inspiring people. Oh
2: yeah, no, they create you know, the, the venue is a big category, that's one of the fastest growing categories in motorcycling. So, you know, that's why Harley's coming up with Pan America. That wouldn't have been a thing if it weren't for the long way around. So literally it, it inspired people to get out and try it. There are all kinds of ways to train for it. And these people that have have become a part of this adventure bike community are especially offended by the idea that they're doing live wires and electric bikes at all. So it's been interesting to kind of, you know, Try to explain to people that you know there's no need to be offended. It's it's going to be an incredible adventure anyway, and how interesting is it? They're doing something that's never been done before.
0: Well, Jamie, it, one of the things that we know about the adventure bike uh, community is that they're fiercely brand loyal, and uh, you know the ver- the very fact that it wasn't a BMW or uh, you know a bike that they recognize certainly was probably a part of the issue. Um, but if you had to say, Jamie. What what was the agenda for Charlie and you? And are they are they electric vehicle proponents in general? You I know, mean, I know it was a bit of a surprise, and so what have they talked to you about the whole decision making on that?
2: Well, I haven't had a conversation with them, although I have talked to them in the past about other things that they've been doing, but. We know that Ewan is a is a huge EV enthusiast. I mean, he has been on that from the very beginning and he's said in interviews that from the very start he was fascinated by the live wire and the whole future that represents and how interesting it was that Harley had you know, you know, and we're all thrilled because you're one of the few manufacturers that really is looking at the next generation and just kind of, you know, diving into that. So, I wasn't surprised and I don't think, you know, the general uh, Ewan McGregor fan was surprised because this is right up his alley.
0: So, it, it was it. one of the things that uh, struck me about the Livewire that uh, they wrote was that it was blue. Now, I, I know this is sort of superficial, but that's not one of the colors that Livewire comes in. You know anything about that?
2: Yeah, no, I don't know anything about that, although I know they were prototypes that they received. I mean, I remember Matthew Levitich, that your CEO and president. Um, saying that he was on a prototype in like 2013. So I think that, you know, there's been a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And those bikes were probably prototypes that were, you know, arranged way ahead of schedule. So they're orange. They have the orange ones and they have blue. Huh.
1: That's an observation that I hadn't noticed, Mark. Well, they and, also
0: had spoked wheels. I mean, they were. Well, they, that's
1: different. The had, their bikes were equipped for, for this adventure riding, right. but I, I hadn't noticed the color. And so I I wanna take a moment and recognize the fact that you noticed something <laughs> that I had not. So this is the first Yeah, it's the I, first, yeah. first. But first. but 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 one thing that, that Charlie did say, and I know uh, Jamie Jamie probably read this, but Charlie said that they wanted to focus on electric motorcycles on this specific journey. And after trying out a Zero and a few other brands, they chose the live wires as they felt best to them. So I think I think that was interesting as they went out to uh, and Jamie, obviously, and a, a lot of our listeners know that with Long Way Round, they went out to KTM first and uh, and then for whatever reason, some issues developed there and they ended up with uh, BMW with long way, long way Around, but launched BMW into uh, the Stratosphere. And so I thought it was interesting that they, they, they clearly went to different brands out there and landed on Livewire. What? What are your thoughts on that, Jamie? I mean, why? how did How did any brand let this happen? I mean, from my perspective, knowing the story, why would Zero have let them walk out the door or leave without their motorcycles?
2: Yeah, I'm not going to speak on that just because I don't know what the thinking was. You know, I feel like they've made a, a choice that is controversial for a reason maybe, and I think that's... I think that the whole idea of the Livewire is especially interesting because it's Harley-Davidson. So it's, you know, I do feel like these motorcycles are probably um, more substantial than what is going to have to offer at this point, even though they've been in the game a lot longer. It's kind of like, you know, Tesla competing with maybe if Porsche really got serious about doing the, you know, put all their resources into making uh, an electric vehicle then it would you know tussle would be in trouble and zero's been doing it for a long time but i i don't know if they'd have you know i would i think their choices are incredibly interesting for a variety of reasons
0: so jamie so jamie this this journey from argentina to los angeles is that correct that's that was the, the uh-huh. journey um were there any uh, particular moments on that road that journey that you'd like to talk about that would be interesting to our listeners that you know, that they encountered either technologically or culturally or um, tell us a, tell us a story from the journey that you, that's maybe your favorite.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I don't really have any stories to tell that are, that are my stories. You know, really, we saw them constantly being muddy and wet, like it was raining on them every single day. Like I said, we've seen them in really remote villages, but you know, really all we're seeing because we're not in direct contact with them is postings from these super enthusiastic people they run into. And so every one of those is kind of a special moment, but it's, you know, short and and we're limited to the depth of it.
1: So it sounds like they're, they've are they kept this uh, while we're seeing or you're seeing a lot of uh, posts from people out there that, that every the stories are being kept pretty quiet, obviously, for production reasons.
2: The whole ride in um, to Los Angeles from uh, the and Los Angeles Harley Davidson, that was totally under wraps. Even the attend- attendees that we contacted, they weren't allowed to say anything until everybody went home from that. So it, the whole thing has been under wraps. You know, we've been sneaking around the back trying to get as many facts as possible.
1: And Jamie, you you ride motorcycles, so um, have you had an opportunity to ride Livewire yet?
2: No, I haven't been on the live wire yet. I haven't done that intro, but I'm really looking forward to it. I've been testing harley Davidson's literally since the late eighties and I've seen the evolution for myself from, you know, machines that we had a lot to complain about as, as riders and testers to machines where it's really hard to find anything wrong. So we're really looking forward to it because I'm a proponent for E V futures myself and we've all got to go there some someday whether we like it or not. So we might as well be
1: interested. So having, having ridden it myself, I think one of the more interesting pieces was uh, that in a 30 minute ride in Milwaukee, I, I I never had to use the brakes. I used the brakes, you know, the first uh, time at the, the first stop sign. But then after that, you never have to use the brakes ever again because the, the, the bike slows down on its own when you just let off the throttle. So that was really um, a, a completely different experience. But um, amazingly smooth. Do you have a dealer local to you that will be receiving that's a live wire dealer that will be receiving them so you could go out there and take it take it for a ride?
2: Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I, I go down to Southern California about every other month and I line up a bunch of motorcycles that I test for various publications for most recently for Forbes. So it's definitely on my list of bikes to line up down there just through the Fleet Center. So I I'll do it as soon as possible because I've only heard good things from the journalists that I know have tested. it.
0: So Jamie, have you ridden any other EV bikes at this point?
2: Yeah, every year or so I do get to ride the zero bikes. They have days where the journalist gets to, sh- get to show up and do that. And they're remarkable. And again, I've been riding those since when they first introduced them, you know, years ago, over a decade ago, well over a decade ago. And, um, and it's, it, it's a different kind of motorcycle experience. But it's fantastic. So, you know, I have been able
0: to ride so so what, was
2: anyway. But you what, know, and I do do a lot of electric uh, car articles also.
0: So, is it is it the uh, the immediacy of the torque that's exciting? Is it the the way that the the sound is so different? What is it about the EV experience on two wheels that you gravitate towards?
2: I really feel like uh, the experience is a completely different experience than what we're used to, especially on a Harley-Davidson when everything's about sound and, you know, kind of a physical connection with the motorcycle through the engine pulse, and the way the the electric bikes feel to me is that it lets you be more involved with your environment because those things are missing, so, you know, it actually is like you don't even, you're not really connected to a machine as much as you're connected to an experience, and for sure with all electric vehicles, that off-the-line torque is, is, nobody can you know say that's
0: not fun yeah I I would imagine that actually the absence of noise or the minimization of the noise is is a a really underrated component of this where you can really hear and feel the rest of the environment around you the you know the wind and and all that stuff to me I you know I'm sort of a touchy-feely that way that way anyhow but I, I to me I think it's going to make the experience uh uh, you'll be a little bit more in touch with the surroundings that you're in. That's how I feel about it. I haven't ridden one yet, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree that it's more experiential, and it's a different experience. And, you know, I just, I get confused why the core Harley guy, you know, your heavy cruiser buyer, it, we all love those heavy cruisers, but, you know, what's wrong with Harley doing that and something different, too? You know, they don't have to be that offended by it because it's not threatening and, same with the adv people being worried about uh, this long way up having electric bikes in it it's it's just interesting and completely separate from our the traditional experience
1: jamie i, I have a, a question a little off the topic um from livewire but knowing that you've ridden a lot so many different motorcycles adventure motorcycles you're in tune with that market what is What What do dealers need to do in order to be successful? What do Harley-Date dealers need to do to, to be successful with this incoming Pan America pro, um, product?
2: Right. That's a really good question. You know, you guys are right on the front lines. You know, I usually deal straight with the manufacturers and we talk about what the, the motorcycles need to be for the consumer. But you've got a big challenge ahead of you with your traditional enthusiast embracing those but you know I gotta tell you I write a lot for adventure based magazines and websites and I've heard a lot of Harley guys speak up and say they wanna try it. They want to try an adventure bike and you know everybody sees this, this new thing happening where people are doing these amazing trips and you know all the back road discovery routes are online all the time. And you know, how are they gonna do it? I mean maybe it's that, you know, Harley brings this product to market, the Pan America and they're, you know, that's their gateway. So I think that it might not be the traditional, you know, your traditional crowd that you're really gonna reach with that. I think it might be somebody ready to transition or somebody, you know, that might sneak up from you, you know, sneak out of the crowd just because they're not making noise now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So are you are you thinking that? uh, I mean, what, what what will dealers need to do to engage? I mean, where would you engage these people that are interested or that are current riders? I mean, what would you recommend? A dealer do in order to uh, connect with current adventure riders
2: right so you know at the top of my head I'd say that the thing that adventure riders are most interested in when they're looking for a new motorcycle is being able to ride that bike in some kind of condition or under a training situation like an adventure days or somewhere where they can get out and actually get on the bike and if you could get your, your traditional riders or anyone interested in the bike on the bike, but not just riding around, you know, a, a show, city streets around an a enthusiast show, but actually get them to Rawhide or to some Adventure Days place where they can go on a little course where they can feel the bike, and, you know, I bet you, you know, whether they say it or not, your heavy cruiser guys would be interested. And maybe when they get on it, they understand.
0: That's a really interesting point. I hadn't thought about it is that putting somebody out on a test ride on the Pan America on the streets of Barry, Vermont is not exactly going to be what they want. They're going to want to be in the environment where that bike is meant to do what it does. And that's 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 an interesting point. I hadn't really thought about that, John. You I mean, and where would we do that?
1: Well, there's 16,000 miles of dirt roads in Vermont, first of all. So true I mean, but do, I mean, do we not do we not have options mark? well
0: not only dirt roads but they're 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 off-road vehicles as well,
1: well yeah we have class four roads in Vermont as well hmm. Jamie are you familiar with but class would... four mm, sorry oh well no you were gonna say something really intelligent and cut yeah. mark off go ahead
0: <laughs> and then John stepped <laughs> right, on your you. toes
2: so what I would think about is whether you have someone in your area that isn't uh, you know kind of an expert or couldn't you know, you couldn't employ to come out and maybe do, like, a demo ride on some of those dirt roads. Like, you know, maybe do, like, a mini lesson or, you know, a demonstration. Like, that's the cool thing to do is have owners come out and see somebody who really had a big adventure bike like that. Like and, like a Jamie time, Elvidge. Like
1: like a Jamie Elvidge. She, she could come out and take people on test rides out here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it's not that easy to just get on them and ride them off-road. So I don't know if I'd do anything. You know, they, it's easy to get hurt on those big bikes. Trust me. I, my doctors could tell you. So are you... Those heavy, <laughs> heavy ADD, ADD bikes off-road. They can be tricky.
1: So are you Are you indicating that you're willing to come out here and take our our customers for a ride?
2: Absolutely. If you guys send the limo and the plane ticket,
1: I'll be there. <laughs> G- <laughs> Jamie, I know you're busy, and uh, I know you have uh, plenty of work to do. So we don't want to take up your time. We've uh, certainly eaten up a, a lot of your time already. Um, we sincerely appreciate your time, and would love to reconnect with you after Long Way Up uh, comes out and uh, get your thoughts on how this all went and and uh, what the future looks like for Livewire. Yeah,
2: absolutely, and I'm sure I'll have time on the bike by then too. So it'll awesome. Be interesting.
1: Jamie, thank you so much. We really do appreciate your time. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, great to talk to you guys. Thanks so much. Thank you.
2: Thanks for listening to the Behind
1: the Bars podcast, sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Stay tuned for our next exciting podcast. Check out additional information on wilkinsharley.com.